Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for letting us into your ears today. We are about to talk with Jaden. I am so excited. The last time he was on our couch, he spelt his name the normal way, without an X. Now he spells a J-X-D-N, and he has his debut album out. It's called Tell Me About Tomorrow. He made it with Travis Barker. So yeah, we have a lot to discuss. Please subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about, and let us know who we should have on the show next, please. Our couch is very much available. At Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Here we go. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach. That is Dan. Hello. Dan and Zach, I am Jaden. Hello. Hey, Jaden. <laughs> Sheesh. Sheesh. Who, who is your roommate and why would they be ecstatic that we just... Uh, Sheesh. Injected sheesh into our veins. <laughs> uh, I have two roommates, uh, Cooper Noriega and Q, who is like another artist um, that used to do social media. And uh, Cooper is like a walking meme, dude. Like I, I can't explain it. Like um, there's people that like like to, you know, talk about memes a lot, but he's like everything he does is so just, you know, I don't even know what to say. Is it a good thing or a bad thing to be a walking meme? Um. I mean, it's a great thing for him because it works for other people, not so much. It, like, fits into his personality. Like, great. He's so funny. I can't. He's so funny. By the way, very cool tattoos. I'm just, uh, what, what's your latest piece? I was thinking last time I was here, I looked so different. Mm-hmm. I looked, it's like a different human. I mean, I, I know I was different, actually. I didn't, even, didn't just look different. I was different, for sure. I, like, saw that video. Yeah, I got a lot of tattoos um, I started my left arm recently. Yeah, you know, I was watching a video of you that was taken like a week or two ago, and I thought the arm was blank, and now... It was, yeah. So you just was. started that. Yeah, I, have, I got like... I, I like to do a lot at once, you know. I love tattoos. Oh, they're so awesome. Do y'all have tattoos? No. I've been thinking about getting the state of New Jersey. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you should... <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna get the state of New Jersey as a pizza slice. <laughs> Dude, you have to... You're from New Jersey. Yes. Yes, that makes sense. Imagine, <laughs> Imagine if I wasn't. Yeah. I just want to get New Jersey on me. Either way, I feel I would have supported it. Cause, Thanks. You know. Is it wild for you to like look back and look at that first conversation of you in this studio yeah. and to see yourself? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's like uh, you want to like kind of on it a little bit naturally. You know, you want to look back at your old stuff like, oh, boo. But if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all a part of, like, the stages. Um, I was thinking about it on my way over here. When I moved out to L.A., I, like, there wasn't anything. The biggest store I had in, in my town in Chattanooga was a PacSun. So it's like, you can only go to PacSun so many times. And you can only apply there so many times before they tell you to stop applying. We're not going to hire you. <laughs> which also happened. <laughs> and so I came out here and, like, I was just overtaken by it. Like, I could do anything, you know? Like, I could, like, wear anything I wanted. I could be anyone I wanted. And so, like, finding that identity is, like, a really cool process. It can be frustrating for a lot of people. Like, it can uh, be kind of traumatizing for some, you know? But, like, for me, it was... I just love it. I just live in it. Like, going through different stages, I guess. And, like, seeing it as time evolves. And then, finally, I'm sitting here, and it's, like... I feel like I went in like a like a circle, you know, a little bit. I'm just kind of finding out who I am as a person. You know what I mean? 
you've clearly discovered a few things. And <laughs> do you feel like, obviously, there's so many like digital documentations or like like so many moments digitally documented, but also music tells that story to a certain degree, right? One hundred percent. I I've learned a couple things in the past year. All right, I talk too much. Okay. <laughs> And a lot of the times when I talk, I'm trying to say one thing and people are hearing the exact, like, you know, something completely I have different. the same problem. I really, it, it was a real big thing during this COVID time that was like, you know, about growth, you know, <laughs> trying to better ourselves. I was like, damn, I really get myself in situations where I'm like, either I shouldn't have said that or I just like, I should have stopped that like 10 minutes ago, <laughs> you know? Um <laughs> So doing these podcasts are like, they're like practices for me too. Just like working on my own, you know, human. But, um, yeah, I've seen a lot. I, I've, I've grown up a lot through my music. You know, when I first signed to Travis, um, I really was inspired by Juice World, And like, I still am. Um, but I just had come off of this like epiphany that I got at the first concert I ever went to, which was the Juice World concert. And I really wanted to, I had like a, a growing up, I had a like, a lot of identity issues and like trying to be like masculine, you know, because um, I was like really, really tiny. And so it, it was just like, oh, now's my opportunity to kind of like prove myself as someone who's like, you know, like hard or like tough or something that, you know. And uh, so I was like, all right, I want to make like, uh, I'm not a rapper. I can't rap. Like a year and a half later of like working on my voice, getting a vocal lesson, I could still tell you I can't even like, it's not good. Like I don't, I wish it was good. And I, and before I didn't know that, right? So I, I went into Travis, and bless Travis's heart, he was, like, just signing with me. So he was trying to, you know, like, create a good relationship. So he kind of let me do what I wanted. Um, and luckily, he would always, like, play it out right to where we would release the songs that he with. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, I was like, I was like, yeah, look, that's what we need to do. And it was, like, helping my um, notoriety in music. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of identity crisis right there. And this album, just, like brought it all together. I felt so comfortable because of it. Um, I really found out, like, who I was because of this album. Um, and we started last August. I'd say it's taken, like, a year almost. Wow. Yeah. It's a phenomenal body of work. Thank oh, you. Yes. I think I really appreciate that. I'm really excited about it. I don't... It's kind of hard. Like, how... Like, you don't know what to say when you're in this position. Because, like, I know... I've listened to the songs, like, thousands and thousands of times. All my friends have listened to all my music thousands and thousands of times. To the point where we're like, oh, you know, where we're tired of it. You know what I mean? Like we're we oh we know it. You know we know yeah. it by heart. We could sing it in our in our heads. And like I do that because that's my way of making sure everything's you know like perfect. And so just the energy in the songs itself, aside from everything else, like everything else was kind of a surprise for people. But a lo so many people in my life know about this music that has so many people listening to it. You know, has all that energy. Uh, I don't know what it's gonna do whenever it goes out into the world you know it feels highly anticipated um in a very like relational way with people how do you know when something's finished like how does travis know <laughs> he doesn't tell me uh i don't know <laughs> he like he i don't know when things are finished when he says they are you know I, I trust him a lot in that front um it's just as much his project as it is mine you know like we really built this thing together and that's how i wanted it like i really don't think i know everything and i don't think that I didn't have the best idea of what to put where. And so I really just trusted him. And uh, But I didn't, you know, let his ideas influence anything. I still did it, everything I wanted to do. And so it just really organically 
fell together. Like, I can't even explain it. Me and my manager talk about it all the time, how many things just, like, fell into place. Um, that's why it feels so um, exciting. Because <laughs> it's like, I really don't know. It feels like I wasn't even really making this thing. You know, it feels like a, it's been planned. It's been destined to, like, fall out in this order. Um, for, so July 2nd. I'm ready. I'm just, like, anticipating it. I, I feel like you can feel, like, I don't really don't even know. Like, I'm just so excited. You know what I mean? Tell Me About Tomorrow is the name of the album. Yes. We're going to really dive track by track. But I, I want to I, I want to go back into the relationship with with Travis. Like, how does the song begin? Do you go to him and vent feelings? Do you go to other writers and then it goes to him? What is the process uh, like? And is it, maybe there's not one way. Yeah, I make music in a lot of different ways. Like I have a, I luckily have a studio in my backyard. It's like a little um, extra pool house thing, and I've made songs in there. I've hopped on songs in a bunch of different ways. But whenever, for some reason, all of these songs on the album, I'd say there's probably one song in the entire album that he brought to me and was like, "Yo, let's make this." You know, everything else was made from scratch. Like wow. we had just studio time set. And I'd walk in, and Andrew Goldstein was a really big writer on this uh, album. Uh, he was the only writer that we, like, brought in, you know? Uh, so he, he's awesome. So uh, you really get to know him. Yeah, 100%. We're, this is a family. Like, this is nothing but, like, no one... The only person I was in a studio with for this album, um, well, Little Aaron, but that was on the same song as my, uh, my single with Kells. Yeah. He, MGK was the only person that ever came Wanna in the studio, be. like with me and Travis and Andrew, during this whole album process. So, no, no money was in there except for us three, and, and so it was really just us creating this like baby. From and then it started to grow and develop, you know, and then it started to get better and older and started to learn until like we really didn't even have to. He said it best. He was like, "I don't want to have to um, use the songs that like we have, you know. I want to be able to pick." Yeah. Um, from like the best scenarios, so we just kept making good music, and they just fell into place, you know. And we knew which ones we needed to take out. Hey, beautiful human! It is a fact that a child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than that of an adult, and leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Sadly, in 2020, 24 children died to pediatric vehicular heat stroke, and many of those incidents occurred when a parent or a caregiver simply forgot that their child was in their car. So please, set a reminder on your cell phone to look in the back seat, leave something that you need in the back seat, or if your partner or a caregiver is dropping your kid off at school or daycare, call the daycare staff to check in. Call your partner or caregiver to make sure that they got there okay. And always... Always, always check the car before you lock it. Please check your car before you lock it. Heat stroke deaths are preventable when adults take proper precaution. Be safe and always look for your baby before you lock. This ad was paid for by NHTSA. What was the first song you made for the album and what was the last? <laughs> first song I made for the album... Like I said, I was having identity issues, you yeah. know. Um, I made a pop song called Marilyn Monroe. Like, no one will ever hear this. They never will. But I have it. And I was dead, like, dead convinced I was going to put it on the album for, like, four months. And what changes? I had to be real with myself for a minute. Um, like, I really, you know, I really wanted to transition from the social media 
But the thing about social media is it's so enticing. Like, you can literally do anything on social media. Like, there's people, okay, who I wouldn't necessarily think are, like, musicians or artists that are getting more streams than most artists ever will. You know what I mean? Just because of social media. So from that aspect, it's really enticing. And you don't kind of want to lose that. Um, So you start to see what people like. You start to see what's blowing up, you know? And there's a confidence, like a lack of confidence there. And it's like, oh, do I want to do this so I know more people will instantly f*** with it, you know? Or am I building something that's going to be there for life? And so it's like, I had to be real with myself. And Travis told me, like, even in, even in like, how I dressed and stuff, he was like, dude, you just look like an advanced, you know, TikToker. Like, you definitely leveled up, but you just still look like you're holding on to that stuff in the sense of, like, being flashy, you know, like, really trying to show where you're at. Um, and I was like, dude, you're right. And so it was it was almost congruent, like, in my life and, and the music just kind of fell into the same place of I started listening to different, like, rooted punk music, you know, stuff that I found organically, not just, like, stuff everyone knows, you know, like Taking Back Sunday. Um, my favorite band now is The Descendants. Like, and that happened because I was on my way to the music video and I was like wearing a Descendants shirt and I was like, might as well listen to him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if I'm going to do, if I'm, if I'm going to be real about it. So I turned him on and that was like the only, that was the first time since I went to a Juice World concert that I had like this epiphany. I was like, dude, I was like, this music is insane. Like they really are just getting to the point of what they want to talk about. Um, re- like going back to being authentic, you know, being really straight up with everyone. And so all of this kind of came together in these last three months of the album. And I was like, you're right. Like, let's do it. And so um, after, after we had the conversation that Marilyn Monroe was not the move, <laughs> uh, even the name sounds like, you know, it, like, it's like, it was, it's a great song, though. Like, I, I love all types of music. For somebody else. Maybe. For somebody else. Like, it's not my time right now. You know, I, um, I tell everyone, I feel like I'm, I'm entering, like, my punk phase, like, right now. Like, I'm 20. You know what I mean? Like. But that's like, uh, like I, f- I find this interesting. Like the safe bet for you, in a sense, was the pop TikTok formula, right? Is that safe though? I'd say it's safe for a hit. You know, if you're chasing a hit, um, I don't know if it's safe for creating a movement. Yeah, creating a movement and creating lasting art, which is like, what is music if not the most timeless piece? If you do it right, exactly. And I and I wanted to do that from the beginning. I wanted to do something that would, you know, Comatose is like my a very very active rock song. Um, but I did go away from that for a little bit because I started to get insecure, you know, because, like, I didn't grow up listening to all that stuff. Um, I wasn't rooted, and I didn't have all this knowledge about different rock bands and punk bands, you know. So I, there's, like, an insecurity there, like, oh, do I have what it takes, you know? And then Travis comes in, and he's like, bro, like, that's, like, what punk is. Like, a stereotype, you know, and really just be who you are, what you feel comfortable in. Well, and getting to the root of who you are, because, like, even in your physical traits, like, if you're being flashy and you're kind of focused on material stuff, like, being the tiktoker s social influencer yeah. thing, like, you're essentially covering up your true self, right? Exactly. 100%. And um, it's just, it just came really natural to me over time, but I'm glad the way it happened because it was very organic. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to walk in and be like, what should I wear? What should I listen to? What should I... Um, you know, think like, I didn't want that. I wanted to get there on my own. Like it's a learning process and, um, I've had so much fun with it. Like I've, I've had more fun with music than I've ever had in my life. You know, I've, I've found out more about myself because of music. That's it, right? You know, the, the more than any, any other time in my life, the only, the, the one time in my 
life that I felt like 100% free was when I performed a month and a half ago in Vegas in front of like 500 500 to eight, like 800 people and I literally thought it was in front of a million like it, it, I didn't expect my, to feel that way I felt yeah. incredibly high like the craziest euphoria I've ever had and um I walked off and I was like if that's what this is and like I want to do this for the rest of my life and uh I was joking with my manager yesterday I was like I'm gonna retire in 10 years and I was like pulling her leg but I really <laughs> no like oh <laughs> yeah I, I really wait till wanna... you tour dude like it gets tiring but also at the same time like that <clears throat> high is you can't imagine it right yeah you can't and I really like after I said that and I was like around with her I was thinking I was like I don't know if I could ever let go of it because it really was the only time I ever ever felt free you know mm-hmm. um like like I was like one with myself with sound which sounds a little like new agey but it's true like I really felt one with myself I was like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be it's so funny exactly 24 hours ago Nessa was on our couch and said the exact same thing wait really? she shared the exact same story mm. about you yeah <laughs> coming off stage and being on this other level Nessa's precious she's awesome <laughs> she's I, literally I, the best like uh I think we teach each other a lot you know um She's taught me so much already, and that's what being an artist is. You know, it's like learning from those around you that you respect and care about. Like, I feel like I'm learning stuff from Kells every second I'm around him, but every once in a while he like looks at me, and in, in, in his eyes, I feel like I'm teaching him something. You know, I don't know, or maybe he's just gazing like this dude is like copying me straight. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, but you gen- genuinely, genuinely are the company you keep. You know, absolutely, one hundred percent. And if you're blessed enough to keep some pretty outstanding company around you yeah you better keep it you know Uh, yeah take care of it type of thing but also like with a strong sense of self like and and the mixture of who you are around you you really could achieve some really cool stuff i'm trying i really think that i'm ready for this type of thing you know i don't think a lot of people are when they get their, their themselves into situations but i've been given Plenty of time to prepare myself mentally, you know, um, which it doesn't always go as planned because, you know, everyone's like, you're like ready for like a year and then five minutes before you're like, oh, um, but I, I've, and that's I've, okay though. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like everyone, everyone has that, but I've been given every opportunity, um, to get to this point, you know, and I, and I trusted myself and I, I trust myself with it, with this music, you know, and I trust myself with the fans I have. Which is like a weird thing I feel like people don't say, but I do because I know that I'm going to do what I, I say I'm going to do. And I, it's because I love music so much. And I want to be what Juice World was for me, for millions of kids. Like, he made me realize, like, kind of who I am, you know, um, simply by being vulnerable and making lit-ass music. So that's what I'm trying to do. Do you think you're viewed differently now that you are have more of a musician title than a social media star because you were hated for a while i don't know maybe you still are <laughs> yeah. but do you think people it, like you more now that you're a musician there will always be you know those people that are like oh Jaden." um i feel like if you don't have that you're not you something's want- going wrong yeah somewhere you know if you don't have that something's going wrong um people definitely see me differently uh which is kind of weird to say because you know you want something like that for so long and then it kind of um anti-climatically shows up you know, like, oh, now people are like, oh, that's Jaden. Like, I went to um, Venice for MGK's pop-up show that he did. And uh, at the beginning, it was like we were late. So we almost didn't get in because... Um, it was crazy? It was crazy. And, like, 
he started and we didn't have our names on the thing because Travis just told me to come. Like he just like texted me, you know. So we almost didn't get in and that was kind of like the part where it's like, oh, maybe I'm not. But then you go up, right? I get in and everyone's like, oh, whatever. He pulls me up on stage and I see, I can see everyone in the crowd. I'm like, they know who I am. Like I was, I was expecting to walk up there and be like, I was going to like sing and do whatever regardless for the 10 seconds that I had. And, uh, and, but I expected no one, everyone to be like, oh, whatever. But I could tell from their reaction they knew who I was. And that was bizarre. I was like, this is crazy. What's bizarre about that? Is it the fact that they know you for being just genuinely yourself? and That they were excited, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, you already have, like, I feel like a taller, better, more handsome, older version that was already on stage. Yeah, but there's know? a different story. You, you do acknowledge that, right? Like, you yeah. do walk. Like completely different paths, you live totally different lives, and you end up creating different music. No, one hundred percent. But that's why it was bizarre because I, I mean, I've been in like my house for the past year, you know, <laughs> fighting with <laughs> my demons, you know, um, <laughs> which is just social media. But um, no, I'm just kidding. It's a, uh, I, I, you know, a lot of stuff happens in a year. So, and I haven't seen anybody. I like I said, my first performance was in Vegas, but even that was different because it was like. It was it was obviously very planned out, and I knew for like a long time, and it was like uh, a weed convention, which was really dope. But um, it was you know very organized. This was like an in the moment, like actual like rock and roll. You know yeah, that's what it is. And uh, dude, the police shut it down. Yeah, it was crazy. It was it was gnarly also because when I left, it was like this is this is like what's going to happen after tours, like a small foreshadowing event. Um, I, I walked down the stairs with my manager and. Um, one of my other managers, Justin, and we walk out the door and there's like 200 people and they just start going crazy with their like phones and stuff. And you see these videos online, right? And I, I, I had had this with social media in certain places, right? Like social media is very powerful. Like I've had people come in crowd and like go crazy, right? But the energy with this was so much different. Like they genuinely like, like it wasn't just because they knew I had n- numbers or whatever. Like they were genuinely interested to see me, and they were just like crowding. And like, I was like, "Damn, this is uh, this is different than what I'm used to," you know. And I I love it. Like I I was like, "All right, I'm I'm in, guys. Fine, you know." Like, <laughs> what does the title "Tell Me About Tomorrow" mean? What do you think it means? Like, what do you hear when you? I mean, when you hear it. It means, like, let's talk about our future. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It can mean anything it needs to mean for anyone. But for me personally, um, it's supposed to be a symbol of hope. You know, like, I've dealt with a couple different scenarios where, you know, the picture is me as a baby, right, yeah. in a bathtub with bubbles, and I'm, like, smiling. In that moment, like... I'm not conscious enough to worry about what I'm doing or, like, what's happening tomorrow. I don't even know what tomorrow is, you know? Like, but my mom's going to, like, tell me about it anyway. And it, it that type of stuff breeds, like, comfort. You know, I built a relationship from it. Um, whenever I was, we talk about Cooper, my, my roommate, um, who's sober now. He's been sober eight months. But there was a time where he was juggling with really big um, drug addiction, you know? And I was, I would tell him, like, dude, just, like, it's going to get better. Like, uh, like... And in my head, I was thinking, like, I just got to, like, tell him about tomorrow, you know, like, like get him to hold on to tomorrow. Um, so all, so many different reasons. I One day we were just thinking of a name, and it really just came to me nonchalantly. And I was like, what about tell me about tomorrow? And um, it just stuck. That was, like, one of the only things that sucked. That and the cover photo or the 
only things that stuck for like a year. Everything else changed, like all the music and everything. Really? Yeah. At what phase did that song come? I'd say they say they think it's probably one of the last ones. It was probably closer towards the the ending of the album, uh, which is funny. But it was like I remember that day. Um, it was a shift. I told them I wanted to go in and like make a song um, and, about how I was feeling, and I was feeling really down um, because like I love Cooper. Like Cooper is like literally my brother, and that's whenever he was going through his drug addiction, a lot of people. Did not want him around and, like, didn't want him. Um, he's the nicest kid ever. Like, he's, like, so sweet. And especially at that time. And he didn't have anyone to lean on, you know? Like, the, he was really in, inside of this world that, like, uh, of, of drugs and, like, opioids that they just, like, everything's numb, you know? And so I was with him during that whole time. And I just loved this kid. And I felt like I had to write a song about it. And I didn't even know if I was going to put it on the album, you know? And I, I had done a song previous to this um, in Vegas when I first went out to work on my album in August of last year. And, like, we had an incident with him. And so it just felt appropriate to, like, write a song about it again with Travis. Um, and so we did, and we made it. And after we made it, we were like... Are you talking to him in the song? Because one of the lyrics, it's not it's not your fault again this time. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a conversation with him, yeah. Like, my perspective... Um, like, I, it's, I start off, like, I don't know if you can hear the words I'm saying right now, so I'll scream them louder. You know, like, people fade in and out. Like, this was real stuff. This was, like, real life. Like, people don't necessarily know how difficult life can be when they're looking at it on a screen, you know? Yeah. It's very aware to them, like, what's going on to them, you know, in real life. But when they look at things on a screen, there's always, like, a coat of, like, deception, no matter if it's, like, intense or not. And so... I am talking to him because I know that if I, if I set it up like this, it would be like everyone would put someone in that position, you know? Um, everyone would put someone in, like, Cooper's position uh, for their life, or they would put themselves yeah. in Cooper's position, you know? How hard is that to share with him? Um, it's not hard at all. That's why I love really? Cooper, too. Yeah. Um, it's not. He, he, he finally made the decision to do the work to, like— help himself, you know, because he was losing a lot because that's what drugs do. And he did it, and he did all the steps. And um, as much as everyone tried to help him, it was really him. You know, he made the decisions, and, like, it's a miracle that he, like, you know, he's eight months sober now. Um, and so, and he likes talking about it because he doesn't want people to go down that path. You know, he, he it is, um, like, honorable, you know, like, uh, yeah. for him to do that. Like, it's... I'm very proud of him, you know, and uh, he's he's going to be <clears throat> in my music video with MGK, which is going to be really sick. Uh, we're doing something really dope with him. Um, for Wannabe. For Wannabe, yeah, which is kind of cool because it's not going to, you know, it's not even in, like, his song. It's just kind of like he's a part of the whole storyline, you know. It's dope. What is Pills? Is that connected at all? <clears throat> I wrote that the same place. Um, in Vegas? In Vegas, yeah. What's in Vegas? My manager's house. Got it. Yeah. So uh, I went and stayed there, and um, we had a great time, and then some. we had an awful time. It was like a back and <laughs> forth. Like, you know, bad things happen all the time. And so, But out of that came Pills and the idea for Tell Me About Tomorrow. Um, and so Pills was, like, technically the first song that I wrote, um, like, next to Marilyn Monroe. It was, I, I wrote Marilyn Monroe, then I wrote Pills, and then... 
Um, we next Marilyn Monroe. But Pills comes out sounding sonically different than Marilyn Monroe, even though... For sure, yeah. That's what I was planning to do. I was planning to do, like, far out stuff, like just having, like, a pop song and, like, a punk song on the same album. Yeah, I heard you say you tried hip-hop and then you scrapped that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried a bunch of things, you know, and that's what you do. Like, I love music. I know when my what music I make is good and what's not, you know. I don't want to be ignorant to that, and so I made a bunch of uh, a bunch of different things, and I, I thought that was the path I wanted to go on, and I decided that it wasn't. Um, Who knows in the future though? Like in ten years, I might be busting out some R and B. You know what I'm saying? A little. <laughs> whoa, whoa! A little. That, that lip bite was really something. <laughs> Damn. In pills, you talk about lean and promethazine. Yes, lean and promethazine. Did I say that word wrong? <laughs> did I did I just picture that word? No, dude. I was just I thought it was so funny because I didn't say promethazine, but yeah, lean. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, okay. I didn't have the lyrics in front of me. I thought that that came afterwards. No, I um, I said, which is the thing is, is I nest. I don't. I don't drink lean, and I don't drink Hennessy. Like, oh, you said Hennessy. I said Hennessy. Yeah. Uh, I said ah, uh, I don't like sipping lean. Wait, wait. Sipping lean, not for me. I prefer Hennessy. I don't like all the greed that come with the green. Um. I don't know. I just thought there were just such drastic differences. I was like, I mean, I've, I've, I've had lean before and like I've had Hennessy, but I don't drink either. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. It was just a really, it was a play on words for that one. Um, that was like, it's so funny too, because you can almost see like, um, you can almost see the development in the songs. Because I made all those songs like as time went on, you know, and I was getting better. You know, I was working on myself. So Pills, I would say, is like, uh, it's just like an in-house, like, in-the-room type of punk song, uh, which Travis, I thought about taking it off for a minute, but Travis thought it was needed, you know, he was like, I think it's a great start, you know, it feels very, like, real, and, um, like, you just made it in, in, like, your room, you know what I mean? And he's touched every song on the album. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. With his beautiful <laughs> drummer hands. It's so cool, <laughs> dude. It's so cool. I'm glad that you understand it, because it really is. People, a lot of people don't get it, like... I don't even get to express it the way I want to, you know. I I've like put on this. I've been uh, I've been going to therapy quite a bit, and so I've been putting on this more like subdue, trying to uh, uh, really take everything in, slow down. But I'm so ecstatic. Uh, see that word again, ecstatic. <laughs> I literally am. I hate that. Um, I'm really excited. Like I really am. I could talk about it forever. So you should be. <laughs> By the way, therapy is incredibly healthy. Thanks for sharing it. Mental health is amazing. It is. Go talk to somebody that wants to talk to you. Read yourself with a stigma, man. Just treat it like you treat your physical health. Um, but also, you should be excited about it because you couldn't even get a job at PacSun in Chattanooga, I Tennessee. I know. Isn't that bizarre? It's crazy. It's crazy. It was. I did look a lot different, though. I understand. And now this conversation is going to be on the radio in Chattanooga, Tennessee on WDOD. Hits in that in that PacSun? It's 96. In that PacSun. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, they play your song in the pack song. Yeah, they do. And also, uh, there's a hot topic right across from the pot pack sun. The pack sun. And uh, I my merch was put in there for a long time, so like my face was like plastered up against <laughs> you know. That's that's pretty that's pretty cool. Wild. <laughs> so I think it's interesting that you said you didn't even want pills on there, but other than the intro, you guys just like started the album out with that. Is there a mm -hmm. reason you're setting the tone with pills? It's high energy, you know. Yeah. The production is a little lower because um, we kind of wanted it that way. Uh, we wanted to allow the listener to feel 
a little gritty when they enter. Like, not everyone likes everything perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what I've learned. As much as people say they do, they don't. Um, and we tried to make all of my songs kind of a little imperfect just because it makes it real, you know, bringing out the, the, the highlights of my voice that are real, like um, and making the, the drums extremely in your face or like back off, you know, we play with everything. So Pills just really felt like the, the right song for the beginning, since the beginning. Um, and I think it's like, I, I wanted to do a cool-ass video because I black out on roller coasters. Um, I wanted to do a video where I was like on, on a roller coaster and like, blacking out wait you black out <laughs> i do yeah did you find that out by chance one day that's uh, terrifying. i mean yeah by chance uh when i woke up and i was like oh i just blacked out what was your first roller coaster that you blacked out on i don't remember i just like i i the last time i remember riding on roller coasters was when i was like 15 16 and i went to dollywood with one of my homeboys <laughs> and uh we i was blacking out um, excessively, but I kept riding the ride. <laughs> so, so you get to the end of the ride and you don't remember riding it? Yeah, no, really don't. Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of them. Um, <laughs> sometimes I've been through, like, a couple of roller coasters. I can, like, keep my, um, I don't know if, I don't know. Maybe it's the G4. I don't know what it is, but, like, my body's just, let's, let's go. <laughs> and uh, I thought that would be really funny for a music video, you know? I heard that Travis's son, Landon, also blacks out on roller coasters. That's what Trav told me. And so... <laughs> Imagine me and Landon in the front of a roller coaster. Yeah, that'd be great. Wait, I mean, this is... I, okay, so I'm just surprised that you keep doing it after you realize it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done it in a long time. Uh, but like I said, I really... Like, I, 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 had a t I had a tough childhood. I just wanted people to like me, okay? So if it was like a, a slap in the face or blacking out on a roller coaster to get a laugh, you know? You it, did it? It's worth it. It's worth it. Oh. It wasn't worth it, but... You would in the now, moment, you think it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now look at you. It does take a toll on the body. For anybody that blacks out, on, it, like, hurts, like, afterwards. Like, I don't know. It takes Yeah, a because essentially, like, you really do let go. So your body could be flinging around. You could be doing whatever. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But great music video. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'd, yeah I'd, I'd be down to watch that. So are you going to shoot that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's been in the plans. We don't know if we're going to do... Because we're not doing a video for every song, you know? Yeah. Um, and you have 18 songs. Yeah, because... Kells took that idea, and so I'm just kidding. <laughs> that vid that movie was awesome. Anybody that does it afterwards, though, like after this moment, is gonna be like, "Boo, you copied him." You know what I mean? It's hard. Um, it is hard. Uh, but yeah, we're not gonna do a music video for every song. Um, we just want to highlight a few, and then I want to see the response of the fans, and then make a music video to kind of what they want. Um, I'm really excited to see the response. I my my age range and my demographic now is so different than ever before it's crazy yeah you're a rock star you know what song stuck out to me a wasted year mm. so good did you sample feeling this and that yes okay i thought so yes oh my gosh i was just talking to travis it's my favorite song on the album besides wannabe uh, and tell me about tomorrow those two are uh really stick and to me like really deep down one one makes me cry and the other one just is such an honor because i'm with kels but a Wasted Year is my favorite song. Funny about that song, it was going to be an interpolation of a different song of theirs, and we did it, and it ended up not working out, so we put it on that one, and it was much better. So um, I love it. It's so funny. That's the one song. That's another song, though, that uh, that's the one song I mentioned earlier that Travis and them came to me. I was like, yo, we should make this. I didn't write, I didn't write that chorus or anything. So did you ask Travis why he wanted to sample his own song with you? He just... 
when he explains things, I wish I could do it like him, but no one really can. He's just so charming and convincing about it. I didn't even know how he brought it to me. He was like, Let, you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed like the craziest thing, and it was. He was right. That's why I always trust him. Like, um, he could say anything. I'd do it, pretty much. Do you feel like it was a wasted year? I've had a wasted year, yeah. In your life, or the last year was not? In my life. Not my last year. I no. think I learned more in my, the last year of my life than ever before. So many, so many lessons. Well, the last time we talked to you, you were at home in a much different place. Is, was Think think About Me written? When, when was that written compared to the last time we talked to you? Um, It was written before. I think, actually, how many months ago did we? Mm, August, maybe? Oh, December? Then, December? We, it might have. Yeah, I had it. I had it last time we talked. Um, I had Think About Me for a minute. We were really excited about that song. And then last time was also written around the same time as Think About Me. Um, in no vanity. Yeah, those were all written around the same time. Um, yeah, I had I've had a bunch of these songs for like a minute, but like still they're the newest ones because like we've waited so long. You know what I mean? What about DTA? I've had DTA for a long time. Great song. Thank you. Uh, funny enough, like I had that song like a while, while back, and then Cooper leaked it online, <laughs> and when I was like what? on the rooftop with uh, um. Ian and so I got a bunch. Of it was like whatever. <laughs> like I, you know, people are gonna say whatever they want. Like it's like I like talking about like hating things like that because it is definitely interesting. But the people that are getting invested into it, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, we gotta like take a step back. Well, was there hate on that because you mentioned? I guess it's a song about an ex, right? Like yeah, they fought just, over a dog. Yeah, that they they hated on it because yeah, I wrote a song about an ex. Not like anyone else in the world has ever written a song about their no, ex. No, nobody's ever done that. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever done it. So like, <laughs> how dare you? I know I walked into it, you know. <laughs> Char- charting new territory. Yeah. You do say love is dead and I don't trust anyone. Is that a... Yeah, it's hard, isn't you, it? <laughs> you still tough. feel that way today? Uh, I don't trust anyone in the sense of... It's really hard. It's it's hard to explain. I feel like it's more like... um, It's not a negative outlook on life because that's kind of what it sounds like, mm-hmm. you know? It's more so just knowing that really at the end, like when I was in jail in the cell, like, or Travis when he was like left alone, you know, the plane crash, like, in the end, you only have yourself, you know? And in, in a certain sense, you can't really trust anybody to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I have trust for people, tons of people. Everyone in this room, you know, I have trust for. Um, do I love people? Absolutely. I love, I, I, I love, not, I love everybody. I'm, you know, I give love to the people around me. And uh, it's just the idea of, like, love seems to be dead in 2021 you know what i mean it just seems like why where'd it go because i don't know if it's love you know you know it's like i don't know if it's love you know it's it a lot of things these past year i felt very fabricated and like manufactured and so we just thought like love is dead and i don't trust anyone because i have like that tatted and it's obviously the label that i'm signed to so um it just felt right it was a dope little song that we got to make um and then i got so <laughs> <laughs> But it's still a great song. I love it. It's interesting. Uh, I do feel like love was fabricated over the last year. It's because people got their perspective changed, you know? Yeah, and you were stuck with certain people. You had what you had. You yeah, had to you make just wanted do. something, you know, not necessarily like that something is what you wanted. Yeah. You know? Damn. Damn. Yeah. 
Everyone was stuck inside, forcing things that probably shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Uh, is that a song about you? Or yeah. S- you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've been called, like, uh, I, that's a conversation I feel like a lot of people have with themselves, you know? Like, am I f***ed up, like, for doing that? Whatever it may be. Um, the, I like to write my music for for the listener, you know? Like, I think that um, I am super vulnerable so people can also be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many times in my life where I'm like, dude, I'm f***ed up, or maybe I am. Uh, I wrote this song, like, right after, um, I think it was right after the arrest. Like, I started, um, I had this song for a minute, and I was like, I just felt really, really jaded. I felt like, ah, that arrest f***ed me up. Like, it really did. Like, I haven't really talked about it much, but it took a lot out of me, and it, like, scared me for, like, a long time. Why? I mean, obviously, you're in jail, so it's traumatizing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... like no big deal, but it is the biggest deal. It's just because, you know, being inside of, like, I, it also might have been timing, too, because I was going through a lot of mental stuff, and, like, the last place I expected myself to be was inside of, like, a cell. And uh, I realized in that moment that I only had myself, you know, and what I was left with, like, what I, my values and things like that. And uh, I hated it. So it just started this, like, <clears throat> cycle of, me feeling like I'm trapped and like, because uh, obviously you're trapped and like excited. So I just did a lot of things to my mental, you know, it was really super traumatizing and I worked through it. Um, but even to this day, sometimes it's like, damn, like, you know, you know, you never know what's going to happen because like the trials are still like pending and stuff. So um, it just gets scary, you know, but that's why I'm trying to really just like love my music and love what I do um, because like you never know when, when things are going to change. How do you change as a person after that happens? Uh, so many things change, you know, like so many little things <clears throat> change. Um, for me personally, uh, driving for me changed a lot. Like that sounds ridiculous, but like my driving literally changed. Like I still drive fast and stuff, but because um, I like driving fast, but I'm super cautious and like I, I'm always looking in the mirrors and like rear views, checking to see if there's cops and stuff because it just scared me, you know, I, I'm uh, I'm not doing anything wrong, but it, like, just makes you feel like you are, you know? Um, I, I was super paranoid. Like, when it would get dark, things would change. And so, like, I went through, like, like I, and I want to get too into it because, like, you know, there's there, I have a bunch of cool things coming up. Like, I get to talk about it. But, um, yeah, I got really intense for a while, and it really, really messed me up. And, uh, you know, it messes up relationships in your life and different things like that. So, um but overall, I don't regret it. It, like, taught me everything I needed to know, and I think it put me in this position because mm-hmm. I needed that. I needed that little, like, humbling and, like, setback uh, to really to really focus on what I needed to focus on. Do you eliminate people in your life after that? Eliminate? No, I didn't eliminate anybody, um, which, you know, I would suggest if you're doing that, you should. Like, if you're getting yourself arrested, you know, you should check to see who in your life, like, what's going on. Um but it really wasn't that. Like, there's a meeting where we had to leave Sway and stuff, you know. Um, but no, no, I wasn't trying to nix anybody. I was just really trying to, like, make sure that I was, like, I don't know. It was weird. I was trying to make sure I was alive for a long time. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I went sober for, like, two months, like, completely nothing. And I was just come off of, like, that's when I was doing, like, a lot of, like, heavy drugs, you know. Um, so did, I cold, t- like, cold turkey cut everything and for, like, two months. And it was awful. Like, uh. But I did it because I was extremely scared, you know. 
And so, but it taught me, like, I still don't do hard drugs. I don't want to, I don't want to. Uh, I think, like, I learned a lot of lessons um, throughout the, this past year and a half. And all of that I try to relay into my music, you know. And I feel like you can, I feel like you can feel it more even than you can just really hear it, you know. Um, I really try to relay, like, the emotion I had. Are you nervous about returning to Texas on tour? Because I know you guys are stopping there. No, I'm not. Okay, anxious, yes, because now every time I go to Texas, I have anxiety, like crazy. Nervous, no, because I know I, I'm not breaking the law, yeah. you know. I know I learned, like, my lesson. Um, and But it does bring a lot of anxiety, even for traveling in general now. Like, um, not just Texas. Like, it would, going on a plane, going anywhere, like, driving anywhere, it's, it's pretty scary. You've really, since the last time you sat on our couch, gone from an influencer to a f***ing rock star. <laughs> I love to hear you say that. I'll take it. Like, I mean, it's true. You were in prison. Not prison. Jail. That is, that is, that's, that's. <laughs> that's pretty rock star, dude. That's you pretty got, rock You got a mugshot. Yeah, I hated it. It was like, it was like at an angle. Like, I didn't, I thought mugshots were like straight up. You know what I'm saying? What, is that your best angle? Straight up? I guess. I don't know. I just wanted it to be what it was, but. It was over there, and I was like looking at it, like what? And my shirt was on backwards because I like they take they make you get naked, right? You know. And so I, my shirt was on backwards, and I just looked like I was like, yeah, violated because you yeah. kind of were. No, I was like scared. I mean, like at the end of the day, a crime was committed, you know, and I I think the lessons were learned, and so I'm that's why I'm not tripping about it as much anymore. Um, but at the beginning of me up. And so that influenced a lot of my music. That's why a lot of my music's like sad if you listen to it. Um, but I try to make my songs like vulnerable but lit at the same time. Like I said about Juice, you know. How painful are these tattoos that you get on your neck? <laughs> um, I mean, come on, that's like left, on your Adam's apple. The, dude. This one didn't hurt at all. The these oh. two hurt because this is like tender. Yeah, like like your the way your throat works is your muscles like overlap each other. Um, right here is like your throat, so it's only like it's mainly cartilage, you know. Uh, um, this this hurts like yeah on the sides, but no, my most painful was my chest. I can't because I'm like mad skinny, right here. <laughs> yeah, that crown's new, isn't it? Yeah, it's new. Oh my gosh, dude, that one hurts so bad. <laughs> I was literally dying. I was like, because it, I don't even know how to explain it. Arms don't like all tattoos hurt. That's what I tell everybody when they ask. They're like, uh, which one hurts the most? I'm like. <laughs> They all hurt, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like coffee. You learn to like the taste over time, you know, like black coffee. Um, some people like it off rip. Like, I love tattoos from the beginning. When I got one, I was like, oh, I had to go back and get another one the next day. And then I just, like, when I found out I could get an artist to come to my house, I was like, oh, my God, dude. You, you, you kidding me? I was like, bet. So I just went crazy, and I started getting a bunch. Yeah, Nessa was just telling us that you guys had, a, or I don't know if you were part of it, but a 10 a.m. 10 a.m. tattoo session. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she's been getting at it, and it, she looks great, in my opinion. I love that. So, um, yeah, I want to be covered like Travis. You know, my mom hates it, and she's so sad. But, uh, <laughs> but so, what's the plan for the left, uh, the left arm? Um, see, I was planning to do a bunch of like dark shading. You know, this is like, you know who Banksy is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a bunch of Banksy, like, figures planned out. After I did these two, though, like, that really dark shading, my skin just doesn't take, like, well to, like, extremely solid black. It's weird. Um, like, I, be, I do a lot of fainted I tattoos, you know? I like them, yeah. And um, I decided to go solid, and, like, they just don't really, like, they're dope. Um, 
but my skin doesn't do as best with them. So I decided I'm just going to do a bunch of small ones, and I'll probably do some. I was going to get a spider web up my arm, like, yesterday, but she didn't have time. I had to go to therapy. Like you said, therapy's important. So <laughs> Therapy in between your tattoo session. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what made you think it was a good idea to tattoo a sperm on your leg? Because Wait, what? Because, listen, 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 listen. The same reason I got a tattoo on my face, all right? People can say whatever they want. I am really grateful that people would tell me that I'm pretty, right? Like, or, like, that I'm good looking, you know? You're a very handsome man. Thank you. And whenever, but whenever they're like, no, don't do that. You're too pretty. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a face tat. They're like, no, don't do that. You're too pretty. I'm like. Okay, so I got one. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Like, I don't think that doesn't, for me, that doesn't make me feel good. You know, like, I know it would for most people. Oh, you're too, but in the same sense, it's like you're saying I wouldn't be pretty with one. And then that, like, made me want to get one. So I was like, to test. Yeah. And so I got a really tiny one, which is kind of a move, but, you know, I I did it for my mom because I know she would have flipped. So, uh, I'm not getting any more, though. I, I thought about it. I was going to get a lot more, and I, I haven't even told my manager, but I kind of decided I'm not, I'm not going to get any more on my face just because, uh, you know, I'll do the rest of my body, and once that's done, then I'll be like, all right, you know. No, I think that's do. a good place to stop. Yeah. You know. But the rest, yeah, I'll be completely added. I put a sperm on my leg because <laughs> I got a tattoo gun. All right. Okay, do y'all want to know the real truth? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll tell you guys the real truth. All right, so... <laughs> I only don't say this because uh, <laughs> I I love art, right? And I draw and I do a lot. I saw these things on um, Pinterest, right? And I thought they were ghosts, okay? <laughs> and because I, I was like, and I was I was like pretty high. I was like about to go to bed. And we had a tattoo gun, and I was like tattooing. The rest of it looks pretty good. Um, and I saw it. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna put these on my leg. They're ghosts, and they weren't ghosts. So. <laughs> They were sperm, and I put them on my leg, and I looked at it after, and I was like, this is going to be a little weird. So I put 28, which is like a clothing brand I'm starting, like the whole, this whole brand I'm starting, and like the, the head of it. So it kind of looked like I was doing like a funny 28 thing, you know? But yeah, no, I just got tricked. <laughs> I like, I completely, I thought it was a ghost. I thought they were ghosts. I thought they were ghosts, but they were sperm. Yeah. Like the tails just were too long, you know, like. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> okay. So it's whatever. Well, you know, did you miss health class? No. Um, but I did miss the part where they were sperm. So. <laughs> but that's funny as and I, I put the the um the Chinese letter or word for like right here on my leg. Okay. And I up a little bit though so it kind of goes with the whole theme you know i really want i just wanted i want like ignorant tats on my leg you know like a bunch of flash art type so um i wasn't too worried about it just because i don't know i i've some of these some of these answers i don't even know like i'm like (laughs) you're making me think why did i do this you know (laughs) but that's the price you pay when you make punk rock music (laughs) you know what it's Awesome. And I feel like it is no. your genuine self, right? It really is. Like, I could care less, you know. And also, they're all facing me. So people can't even f-ing look at them. You know, like, they're <laughs> they all, look over your shoulder. Yeah. They, yeah. They're, they're all facing me. So it's like, whatever. Um, I just try to, like, I really don't care. My, people take tattoos so seriously. 
one, they don't understand, like, just don't get solid black and then you can, like, cover it up, you know? Mm. Um, two, like, what happens when you get old? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know now and when I'm old that they're going to be permanent. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not worried about that. Also, if I saw an old person covered in, covered from head to toe in tattoos, I'd be like, that's so cool. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be like, ew. Like, no one does that to, like, if they're elderly, you know? Like, well, you wouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> Why would you abuse an elderly yeah, like, like that? Oh, ew. He looks so tatted. I bet he regrets that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's to each their own, you know? Whatever makes you feel comfortable. Just do it. Brain dead. Great record. Thank you. It's my manager's favorite. It's really good. She loves it. I love that song. I think the the chorus definitely carries it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's very memorable, you know? I love it. How does that come to be? Are you writing that from scratch? Is somebody coming in with an idea? We wrote that from scratch. I'm telling you, a lot of these, almost all of these songs, the only one that I think um, I had an idea for was Tell Me About Tomorrow. Um, and then the only song that we had a writer on besides Andrew was uh, Wannabe with Lil Aaron. Got it. Because I wrote that song originally just for me. Um, and then Kels heard it in the studio when Trav was working on it. And um, he was like, yo, what is that? He was like, I got to hop on it. So they surprised me, and Kels hopped on it. It was really awesome. Wow. You didn't know? I didn't know. Uh, there's, like, a video of it somewhere. I don't know. My my engineer, Thrasher, was videoing it. I didn't even know he was videoing it. He was, like, doing this. And I, I thought I saw him, but I was like, yeah, he's just being weird. But then they surprised me, <laughs> and I was I was ec- so what, ecstatic. <laughs> did they tell you, like, yo, we just got to save this final version? Yeah, and- Travis loves surprises, if y'all don't know. Like, he loves them. Like, loves them. He thinks they're so cool. Um, and he was like... That's a pretty dad thing. It's awesome. It is. He's really stepped in as like a dad role in my life, like for real. Um, more than people know. And so, yeah, he was like, yo, you got to cut this like second half. Uh, again, just listen to it. I was like, all right, bet. And then I heard Kel's voice and I was like, oh, like every other in the world. So I was excited. Brain dead. Phenomenal record. I like the little touch of like that heart monitor kind of... Yeah, you know, that's thing. actually a guitar. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's wow. uh, Andrew did this little thing on the guitar, and it sounded like it, bro. He was like, let's do it with the guitar. I was like, yeah, let's run it. There's so many cool things about um, this album, you know, how it came about. Um, brain Dead um, was really just like, you know, everyone feels brain dead. I remember uh, this was, that was like one of the, mo- the last songs I made. Um, and uh, I love the second half of the chorus where it's like, Kill me with your body, can't think as you still want me. Because it, like, switches up, you know? And that all has to fall on to Travis, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really good at creating melodies and writing lyrics. Um, I think those are my strong points. He's just such a good producer. Like, people don't give him enough credit. Like, obviously, he wins awards and stuff like that, but even that's not enough, like, yeah. Um, I did nothing. <laughs> he... he he really creates things and like makes them original, which is a really hard thing to do. And he has this like, like Rolodex of songs in his mind that if he hears something that's like similar or like whatever, he's like, no, can't do that. Sorry. He like, knows. He really does. Like the yeah. amount of music, you know, he has it stored in his brain is crazy. I know it's kind of hard to think about, like, but imagine if you would have signed with one of the other labels instead of DTA. Oh, we think about it all the time. Okay, what? <laughs> Doo-doo. 
Sorry. <laughs> no, no offense to anybody that's signed with a label. I it's like equally as cool, you know, and it's equally as like respectable. But just for me, um, hell no, no, I couldn't do it. Like I met, I was really excited and really interested. I thought I wanted to go with a label, like off rip, um, because Travis hit my my team. I'm in Orlando at playlist because I'm still a little. TikToker, you know, I'm running my little game. I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you feel me? Hitting the whoa. Oh, yeah. Nah, I don't even know what that was. Dude, what? I don't even, I couldn't even, if you put a camera in front of me right now, I would literally be like, no dice. I don't know what to do. I know, what? Dice? You know that move? Oh, the dice roll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I don't even know. Like, I, 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 I really, when, like, I really stood like step back from that stuff and i wish i wouldn't have as much because now i feel like kind of out of touch i feel like oh like i don't even know what's going on but you're in playlist live yeah thank you for getting me <laughs> i do that so much um i'm in playlist and then they call me out and uh they're like yo travis just hit us up he wants to work with you and as soon as that happened every record label in america was like yo we want to meet this kid so then i got flown out to new york and i was literally the last person to meet with like every record label before COVID hit like literally like they all talked to me about it and um I met with all of them sat down did the whole thing was in New York for like two days three days came to LA met with everyone um met with John Janig like Interscope like we were meeting with everybody mm-hmm. and then I met with Travis last <laughs> save the best for last baby mm-hmm. and like I, we went to Crossroads and he's, it, he's <laughs> incredible restaurant that I go to on a uh, maybe sometimes twice a week his incredible restaurant, exactly. And that is a big key that we should hold on to because I was sitting there and he was like, you like vegan food? I was like, nah. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, no, you'll love this stuff. Just keeping it. So he brought it out and I could not get enough. And I wasn't even high or anything. I was like, <laughs> it was so good. And I was like, this guy can make vegan food taste scrumptious, better than normal food. There's n- mm-hmm. I'm like, I, in my mind, that was like, uh, I'm a little odd. I'll be straight up. We all know it. It's like, whatever. In my mind, that was like, that's the, re- that's a man that can make me into something that I didn't know I could be, you know? Um, <laughs> that's, I'm going to cry. That's so beautiful. <laughs> it's true. Like, I was, this guy can make vegan food good, you know? And he was just so, <laughs> he, he was just so real with me, you know? Like, um, he was so authentic. He wasn't trying to, like, persuade me. You know, like he really just saw me as an artist, and I had only one song out for like a week, two weeks, and so that's insane. Yeah. So you ate Travis's vegan food, and you thought this is the man that's going to help me become a rock star. I did, and I sat in his uh, Rolls truck, which like, and we listened to acting like that. Literally, um, that just came out recently with Kels and that's Dawn. a great song too. Great song. He showed me that song that long ago, and I was like, he was just real. He's like, yeah, bro, we'll make great hits, and I was like, let's do it. <laughs> And so, so cool. and so we did, and then we released Angels and Demons, and uh, it's that it's over 100 million streams on Spotify. Why so. did that song need a part two? Because, bro, I got arrested. That's why. No, because uh, <laughs> to me it was like I got arrested. Like I feel like I need like a response. I, I've never gotten to really talk about it, you know. Um, and in the song, it's like you know. People really just want to um, hang you on a wall, like look at you, and then when they're done with you, they'll take you down. And that's kind of like it felt like the life I was living with um, social media and everything. 
And so I just wanted to let people know that I'm still a rock star, you know, and like I'm going to dance if I want to. That's like one of the lines like and uh, if I want to, you know, and I wanted to remind people that like I've learned the lesson, which is I know what people want from me. You know, I've learned whatever, but I'm still a rock star. And I feel like it was it's just cool to have your own part two to a song. It felt like Uzi. You know what I mean? Like I felt like um, somebody that was making a difference in like the fact that I can do a part two to a song and Travis is like, yo, that's a good idea in my head means like it's a good idea. You know what I mean? Because that song is actually huge. Like so many people know that song. I didn't even know. Like I, I, I didn't really realize until after it hit 100 million, like in my head, I was like, oh, f people know, dude, like they know that song. And so I was like, I'm just going to make it a, a part two. And it's not like I wouldn't say it's a part two in the sense of like, oh, this is completing the story. It's just like another added gift to people for like the first one so much. Tell me about tomorrow is the name of the album. There's a link in the description below. You should listen to it. It deserves your ear. Do it, do it, do it. I promise you Please. it is well worth it. What are you thinking? Uh, two, one basic question, and I feel like we have to ask every time. Is this Sway thing still a thing, or have you completely checked out of that? Yeah, no, I don't think Sway's a thing any, anymore, man. I think they're still doing it, but I think they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm nixed out of that whole thing. No one really let me know or anything. It's okay. <laughs> but You're better because of it. We keep moving I, I, I hope they're all, I hope, I mean, I still talk to them quite a bit, and, you know, I love all those guys. Um, no matter what happens, and uh, I, I'm just like doing my own thing. You know what I mean? I think all of them are really doing their own thing. Yeah. I think it's cool how it's launched all these different careers for everyone. Exactly. Totally. You got people with like a, a production company. You know, you got people that just boxed. You got people that are like working in investments and stuff. And then you got people that are like running the social media stuff. So it's cool, man. I'm just proud of everybody. I did take a screenshot of, you posted this the other day. You said, bro, so many people want to uh, want to fight me. <laughs> Someone commented, Jaden versus everyone. I feel like an enemy. And then the <laughs> next one was, get my album to number one and maybe it will happen. <laughs> bro, if they got my album to number one, I'd do it. The thing is, is I'd box somebody. But like, um, they were like saying, everyone, everyone did comments, I'd drop him. Like I saw this one dude, he was like, I'd drop him. I'd be like, Okay, like a lot of people could probably like drop like I don't know. Are you do you feel better? <laughs> like I'm not out here like with the sign that says I can beat your ass on it. You know what I mean? I'm literally just living like I'm just doing my own thing. I, I could drop you, but um, it's what you want though. Yeah, it is what you want. It's fun. Like I mean, I've had my ass beat before. You know what I mean? It's like whatever it happens. If you feel good about that, then that's where your life is. You know, I feel good about other things. So it's like, but if they brought. Bro, if I was presented with an opportunity that I wanted to do, you know, of course I would do it after my album went number one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, like, I, I think it's cool that people get to do these things, though. I, I had a lot of fun watching Bryce's. Um, but, yeah, it, it was funny. I mean, if my album goes number one, I'd do anything. I'm sure I'd, like, I don't know, I'd cut off my left hand. I don't know. <laughs> don't say that. I don't know what you do when your album goes number one. What do you do? Don't lose a limb. That's true. I haven't, that's okay. Fine. You tore it, and then you start <laughs> album number two. Yeah, it's facts. Um, so yeah, I I think that's fun. I think the boxing thing's fun. It, they're all cool. thriving. Each and every one of those members, they're all incredible people. But you're also a rock star, dude. And I've been saying it since a long time. You have been saying it, Zach. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. I've been, I, I I I've told you that I'm dead Zach set on. And you're gonna sell out arenas, yo. I've said that many times on record. You have said it, and I'm telling you that. That's the energy that I hold on to. You know, like, seriously, dude. Like, 
I, yeah. I 100% hold on to that ever since we came here the first time, you know. Um, I felt like I've been given, you know, people are given, so many people come and sit here, you know. It's about the people that are going to really appreciate it for what it is. Um, in this scenario with, like, you and the show and then in so many other opportunities, and that's what I'm trying to do. Same, like, so the same thing for this show is what I want to do for a tour, you know. I want to show up and um, be the best that I can because it's an opportunity, you know. People take things way too greedily you know um i don't I'm, i just hate that because like it makes me lose take it takes the fun out of everything you know when you're just so worried about what it is and why it is what yeah. it is you know um i have a private show coming up with like 200 people in the rock scene. I'm, i promise you that show is probably going to be more memorable than a lot of other ones that have thousands and thousands of people you know that get flooded into the process of just like um touring so um, I really, I, I really just want to be like a symbol for people to kind of let, I just want to bring back what's real, you know, and I don't necessarily know everything that's real, uh, but I know what's real to me. So I think if we all work together, we could all figure it out. You know, do you think the love for music is why you and Nessa click so well? Absolutely. 100%. She, she's incredibly talented, dude. She like, she gets me excited about my own music. I'm really excited about her music. Um, and it's been funny because like we, we've had to like, you know, like, really kind of watch what we say on everything but we're at a point now where it's like we're really just happy you know um bad things happen to everybody um happens to everyone as long as you're learning a lesson and moving on from it then that's all you can do you know what i mean keep moving forward and as long as you're happy keep doing what you're doing and i'm really happy man and uh she she makes me want to be a better person. So like I, I don't think that you could ask for anything else. That is literally the best thing in a relationship. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She she really does, you know. And uh, you hope the best for everybody, but when you got when you have something good and and you fought for it, you know, you're not gonna like let it go. So um, it's been awesome. Yeah. You both exude present positive energy and very grounded. And uh, I appreciate you very much for Thank you. being yeah. here always and sharing this art. I mean, you're bringing back uh, <laughs> pop punk, punk rock, do, baby. Do you think there's room for more? Because I feel like it's you guys kind of got your staples like Youngblood, you, MGK, and there's a couple others. Do you think there's room for more? Is it kind of. We got Willow Smith in there. Willow's coming. Art. Yeah. I think it's going to be the people you're not really expecting it to be, you know? Okay. Um, I don't know, man. The fact that I weaseled my way in, in there is, like, <laughs> one thing, you know. But I, I don't know how many people can do that, you know. It's, like, I think that anybody can be a punk star, you know, just because that's really what kind of what punk is about, is anybody can. But it not just anybody can do anything, you know. And that's what people need to understand. I hope the best for everybody. I, I love seeing so many people being like, oh, I love punk music now, you know, because um, that's all it is. Is, is a bunch of people that, as long as you love the music, that's all I care about. Uh, I want people, when I go to my concerts and stuff, I, I'm going to be dead ass. I'm going to be like, if you're not here to contribute, you know, and enjoy where we're at, then, like, you really don't have to be here, you know? Yeah, yeah like, get in the nicest way possible because I know what I, I was giving everything I had at that Juice World concert. Like, I was going stupid, you know? And I know that's why I was able to have the moment I had because I was laying it out there. And that's what millions of kids do, you know, and you don't want to take that away um, from anybody. So I really just care about the music. And as long as as long as the music is doing what it's supposed to do, then I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And you do the same on stage. You lay it all out there. Absolutely. I think I do think it is really cool, though. Like 
it, most people would be like, oh, it's so annoying, like, oh, whatever. <clears throat> I think it's annoying when they kind of, when people can put themselves in a position that they're not in, you know? Like, the only thing I ever said was I was a rock star, you know? And that's because I felt like a rock star regardless of, like, the result. I don't necessarily f*** with people saying, like, like, how big of a star they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, just let the music speak for itself. Don't worry about, like, putting on a show that you're living in this, like, perfect life. You know what I mean? Um, that's one thing that Travis taught me. And he said to embrace, like, your flaws, you know? And that's what I want to encourage, like, artists coming up now is embrace your flaws. Like, I was not doing that, you know? Like, I was trying to look, like, pretty perfect, like, some Motley Crue, like, leopard dude. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and it just wasn't right, you know? Just, like, don't be afraid to be um, a, a part of the f***s, you know? It's, like, that's what punk is for me and a lot of other people. Um, but, yeah, don't ever stop either just because, like, people don't like <laughs> Like, people, there's going to be people everywhere that don't like um, there's gonna be people like I could go on my phone for five minutes randomly and it'd be like, Oh my god, like I would die for him, like ah and then like two minutes later I look on, they're like, He's actually the worst person I've ever heard in my life and it's like you're gonna see anything you want, you know what I mean? Um so really just be true to yourself. Tell me about tomorrow. Listen to the album, the link Tell is in the description. About- Tell me about tomorrow, July second. I don't even know I don't even know what to do. Debut album. I'm gonna literally freak out. I'm gonna freak out if it gets anywhere near close to number one. I'm gonna freak out. What'd I'm gonna give money it? away or something. I don't yeah. know. I'm gonna do something. I have to do something huge. Like that's crazy. <laughs> what did I learn from it? Yeah, for making it, and about yourself. Patience. I had a whole nother epiphany about patience. Like it's a really important thing. Patience is a safety net. You know, like people don't understand. They think it's a stressful thing. Having patience is like gives you a safety net to fall back into, you know? Mm. Um, Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Oh, I'm just being patient, you know? Like, I'm just waiting. It makes you feel comfortable about things. I was really frustrated because I wanted the album to come out so many times that I forgot to care about the music, Uh, you know? Like, you just want things to happen so much you forget to care about the little things. So it got to the point where I knew the music's... The music's been done for three months. Like, the mastering hasn't really been done, but the, the songs themselves have been done for three months. And that gave us time to literally look at everything and make it exactly what we wanted to. And then that's when the album's ready, you know, not vice versa. So I had to learn that. Um, I also learned that let moments be moments. That's like the biggest lesson I've learned in like the past year. That's being grounded. Mm -hmm. Let moments be moments. If you're mad, you know, you can't change that um, right now, but you can change it later, you know. So like let a moment be your moment like if you're celebrating celebrate if you're mourning like mourn and then keep moving forward you know don't bring that stuff with you um no matter what it is uh and that's how that's how you create the best memories too is if you let moments be moments so i think it can do a lot for people just letting taking the control out of their hands and kind of just like you know whatever happens happens do what you know you need to do and then whatever else isn't in your hands Tell me about tomorrow. That is the album. Listen Tell me about to tomorrow. It. You're amazing, Jaden. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Seriously. I, I, I love being here. The Zach Singh show forever, dude. Yeah, dude. The door is always open. <laughs> Whatever you do to to like represent forever. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's done. That's what Sheesh. you do. Sheesh. Shout Jayden, out, Cooper. Jaden, everybody. <laughs>
Thank you guys, seriously. Hey, beautiful human, thank you so much for hanging out with myself, Dan, and Jaden. Please, listen to his album, Tell Me About Tomorrow, and let us know who we should have on this podcast next at Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Reach out and subscribe, please. We beg you. Also, have an amazing day. Please be safe. Hug your family if you can. Don't go to jail. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace and love.